Hey, this is Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Living Redefined Podcast. This is a place where we discuss modern day topics and attack them with biblical truths. The goal that we have is just to make daily decisions based on morality and integrity. I want to help you move forward in your faith, and I hope that today helps you do that. Enjoy the message. Morning. Welcome to the finale of Stand By Me, a series that we've been talking about. How do we walk and live in a relationship with God? What does it mean to abide? What does it mean to abide in Jesus, knowing that we can do anything on the face of this earth under one condition, and that is to abide? How do we abide above everything? How do we abide above everything? And so today, we're finishing this up. It's part five. Each week has been one point. We've talked about being relaxed, being reverent being willing, open-handed, being expectant. And today, the, the most forgotten, the most overlooked, wake up, be alert. Let's be alert to our surroundings. When God speaks, when God moves, when God does, we want to see it, witness it, be a part of it. And so how does that happen? The foundation of this series, Stand By Me, is found in John 15, 4. It says, if you will abide in me, I will abide in you. It's very simple, clean cut. We've used the story of Mary and Martha and Luke 38, over the last five weeks, we looked at Mary and Martha, both of their perspectives, their takes. Uh, really, their position has been so totally different. And so we talk about abide. It tends to be a churchy word, right? Christian word. And so just to break it down, if you Google that word, you're only going to find stuff that relates to the Bible. And so to abide means to accept or act in accordance with. It's a recommendation, a rule, or a decision. That's great. Part, the second one says to continue without fading. To abide. To continue without fading. Be consistent. Consistency completes everything. And so some synonyms to the word abide, abide or obey. Remain. Remain in me and I'll remain in you. Follow. Keep to. Adhere. Hold to. Stick to. Agree with. Consent to. Uphold. Accept. Respect. I love defer to. To defer to. To go back to. To go back to. Or to stand by. Oh man, to stand by that. I'm going to stand by that, right? And so stand by me is really easy for the series to be called that when you look at the synonyms. And so in the amplified version, uh, you hear it says, remain in me and I will remain in you. The reality is in life we face so much. And our connection means everything because if, if you'll abide in me and I'll abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. And so we face so much in life and so many times we can go in a way that's disconnected from God. We get so busy, so distracted, so caught up right, that we lose that connection to the Father, to God, the one who created us. And so then, the number one reason for success in our life is undoubtedly due to our willingness to abide in Jesus, to go with God, right? And so knowing that it's not about sitting by, waiting for the chips to fall, or it'll work out, brother, right? But to rest in the work and the moment and the truth of who Jesus is, knowing that He is our peace, He's our provision, He is the way, He is the way for us to go. And the more that we abide in Him, the more that His grace and His power transform us into His image, we become more like Jesus. And so the quote that kind of punched me in the face when we started the series was, there's no condition of life in which we cannot abide in Jesus. We have to learn, we as believers have to learn to stand by Him wherever we are, wherever we are. And sometimes wherever we are is not the most comfortable place. And so it's easy to show them, go, mm, put, the Christian, put the Christian hat over here for now. And God's saying, no, anything on the face of the earth is possible if you will abide in me. The message translation of John 15, 4 says, live in me. Make your home in me just as I do in you. 
Upon salvation, Jesus comes into your heart. He lives in your heart. He's made his home in you. So he's saying, make your home in me just as I've made my home in you. Right? And so let's go to Luke 10.38 to be reminded of Mary and Martha's story. I'm paraphrasing here. Martha was the jittery type, but she opens the door. She sees the disciples coming down the street with Jesus. And she's like, hey, come make your home over here for a minute. Okay? Come inside. She welcomes them. And the moment that she welcomes them into her home, she goes into busy mode. Oh, my goodness. I just invited these people to my house. I haven't vacuumed. I haven't swept. We haven't done all this. We need to prepare a meal. How many do we have again? Are you going to want seconds? Right? She starts going to all that. Now, Mary and Martha are sisters, so they're pretty tight. And Mary loves stuff done right, too. But the moment Jesus walks in the house, Mary decides to shine everything that could be a distraction. And she sits at the feet of Jesus. And Martha comes out and she's complaining, Gee, hey, come on, don't let her do that. Make her come and help me. And Jesus says, hey, there's nothing to be done. I got it. You don't need to go do that. She doesn't need to be in there. Matter of fact, you don't need to be over there or in there either. Why don't you come sit down? Because all these things that you're distracted with mean absolutely nothing. Mary has chosen the most important thing, so it won't be taken away from her is what he says, right? And so... What we've been doing through this story and through John 15 is just really solidifying the depth. How do we grow and gain depth, trust in our relationship with God? And we've been looking at how to grow in our relationship with God. We've looked at these five attitudes of how to abide in our relationship in Jesus. And so today we reference verse 39. It's Luke 10, 39. The story reminder we just jumped into. Verse 39 tells us Mary chose to sit on the floor and listen to Jesus instead of doing housework. And we find in that moment, we find in that moment, Mary embodies the five attitudes that we have discussed throughout this entire series, right? She was reverent. She was relaxed. She was willing. She was expectant. And she realized we don't know how many times this has happened. We don't know what she was doing before. We know that she liked stuff done right. But she was alert. Something clicked. Jesus is in my house. She was alert. So alert that she said, you know, Martha, I'm, I'm not going to, I don't need that. You, you can boil that water yourself, right? And her heart, her heart woke up. She was so alert. She was so in tune that Jesus Christ was in her house that she chose to sit at his feet. And in 1 Samuel 16, 7, I can't help but reference this scripture when I think about Mary in this moment. Because 1 Samuel 16, 7 shows that it's very, very possible to do the right thing with the wrong attitude. Right? Ever done that before? Like, uh, uh, well, I got to do this. So I might as well do it. I hate this. All that, right? And so it's really easy to read our Bible with the wrong attitude. It's really easy to worship. I'm reference a guy that I went, hung out, did some staff development for, and he's worshiping like this on his phone. Well, come on, bro. We're worshiping the creator of heaven and earth. It's quite easy to do the right thing with the wrong attitude. Here's what 1 Samuel 16, 7 says. The Lord says to Samuel, he says, Don't judge by a man's face or height, by a man's face or height, for this is not the way to do things. He says, I don't make decisions the way that you do. Men 
judged by outward appearance, but I look at a man's thoughts, his intentions, and his heart. I look at a man's soul, and I look at a man's spirit, because in God's eyes, why you do something is far more important than what you do, right? Last week, we talked about the difference in your relationship with God being a half-hearted have-to or enthusiastic get-to. And for it to be an enthusiastic get-to, you must be alert. Who am I meeting with? Wait a second. <laughs> I've used the hold-up thing too much, right? One of my favorite scriptures in all of the Bible, it's my number one, it's Colossians 3.23. It says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. You must be alert to realize, I need to, what, wait, what? This is for who? Okay. Why am I doing this? Because of who he is. Because of who he is through me. So as we talked about that, whatever you do, Whatever you do, the message translation of Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, do it enthusiastically, right? That's something done for the Lord, not for men. When you are alert, when you are alert, right, you sit down to meet with God 100% for him because of him. Your heart's engaged, right? And it's time that you're, that you're giving from you, right? And it's the one thing that you can give that you can't get back. And so it's best to come into that time awake, alert. So I tell our kids, hey, when you wake up, instead of shutting the alarm or going back to bed, just sneak right inside that bathroom and wash your face real quick. Just, just get some water and be alert. Be alert. Because when you give your time to God, the one thing that you cannot give back is time. It's the one thing that you, that, that's what builds your relationship. That's what builds trust. That's what creates accountability. That's what makes you be more consistent. And so in Colossians 3.23, you see willingly, wholeheartedly, with everything. Here's what Colossians 3.23 broke down in every different translation is. It says, whatever you do with your hand, do it wholeheartedly. Do it willingly. Do it with everything. Do it with your whole being. Do it with your heart and soul. Love the Lord your God with everything you have and love your neighbors yourself. Do it with all of yourself, Right? I don't know if you've ever noticed, but wherever enthusiasm is, the people are awake. They're awake. You go into any sports arena, enthusiasm. Ain't nobody sleeping there. Baseball game set aside, okay? If your team's getting trucked by 20 runs, you're probably sleeping out there, okay? Or if you've engaged in too many social things around the area, it's probably the same way, right? Which you, That's between you and the Lord. And so... Success always follows enthusiasm. Enthusiasm is one of the greatest words in the English language. It's a word that is built deeply into the victorious spirit of a man himself. I love this. I love this. I saved this for this week intentionally because enthusiasm and awake go hand in hand. There is life in enthusiasm. The word enthusiasm is derived from two tiny Greek words in en and theos, T-H-E-O-S, so which really mean with theos, being the Greek word for God, with theos, or in theos means God. So enthusiasm, enthusiasm literally means full of God. No big deal. No big deal. So you want to see, you want to see God? Get some enthusiasm, right? 
And maybe that's why enthusiastic people are often so successful, right? Who was first? Who was first to Jesus' feet in the story of Mary and Martha? Mary. It wasn't a race. It wasn't a race. She was just awake. It takes a little alertness. It takes a little enthusiasm to be first, don't it? And so the question is, wouldn't you be first at Jesus' feet too if he walked in your house? Wouldn't you? Or would you not be? I mean, I don't know. I would assume that you would be. It's important, right? Jesus comes in your house, and I'm not sure at how you've looked at being alert. Alert's the most forgotten thing. We just think that if we wake up, that we're alert, and that's really not true. It takes a lot to be alert, right? Let me challenge you, if you are awake and you're not sure if you're alert, add a little enthusiasm to it, because enthusiasm helps you win. Enthusiasm is going to help you win, okay? The Bible uses several different words for the idea of being filled with enthusiasm. The best word is eager. We talked about being eager last week. When you are eager, you're enthusiastic about your relationship with God and others. And this idea is taught many times in the New Testament. And we're told in 1 Peter 5 to be eager to serve. In 1 Corinthians 14, 12, we're told be eager for the gifts of the Spirit. Abide in me and I'll abide in you. Remain, make your home, I'll make my home in you. In 2 Corinthians 8, 11, we are told to have an eager Willingness to finish the work of faith we've begun. In Romans 8 9, wait in eager expectation. And in Titus 2 14, be eager to do what is good. What I hope you what I hope you understand, what I hope you believe, is God will help you maintain your enthusiasm when you abide in Him. When it's Him, He fuels your doing. God's going to help you when you walk with him, you stand by, when you abide in, when you remain, when you make your home in. He's going to help you overcome the difficulties of your life. He's going to help you overcome tragedy. He's going to help you overcome sorrow. He's going to over, uh, help you overcome every heartache. He's going to give you victory. He is there in the up and the down, the highs and the lows, the ins and the outs, the offs and the ons. He's there. He's there. And the word itself, enthusiasm, tells people that you will be full of God. Enthusiasm means to be full of God. And will consequently, enthusiasm consequently creates a better world and makes you have a better life as an individual if you just have enthusiasm. Enthusiasm makes life good and it helps you win. So I'll close with this. In 2 Corinthians 2.14, we read, Now thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph through Jesus. How can I be led to triumph through Jesus, lest I abide? Right? Unless I'm abiding. Triumphant people are always eager people. They're always enthusiastic people. They're always expectant people. They're always reverent people people. They're always, always people who have a greater expectation, drive, desire, right? And so you see that when you abide in him, okay, if you really live in a relationship with God, if you really 
abide in him. You see that he is alive and he is more modern than tomorrow morning's newspaper. He sees the answers. That answer, he holds those in his hand. And he wants you to walk in those answers. He wants you to walk in those promises. Triumphant people are enthusiastic people. Show, show me somebody who's ever won anything, and I'll show you enthusiasm. It's why fans go absolutely ballistic in parades for their team winning something, right? God is going to keep it going for you so that you can overcome, so that you can win. So when you feel defeated, victory's around the corner so that you can make real contribution. When God walks with you, when you're abiding in God and he walks with you, you make real contributions to the people around you and to your world. It's why we're challenging people to be Easter this year. Go out and be the church. Don't come and sit because it's Easter and you know that you should. Go be the church. And this is what Jesus meant in John 15 when he said, Remain in me and I will remain in you. Stand by me and I will stand by you. Go with me and I will go with you. Make your home in me and I will make my home in you. This is what it means to live in a real relationship with God. This is why you can wake up tomorrow morning with gladness and peace, ready to face a new day. Expectant and eager and willing, enthusiastic about your new day. Because tomorrow, Psalms 118.24, a relationship with God brings, for this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. This is the best day of my life because it's the one I have. That makes you expectant. It makes you willing. It makes you reverent. And it helps you to relax and trust that God is who he says he is. It makes you want to be alert because you do not want to miss God. Because you're meeting with God in these daily times. And he wants to speak to you. And he wants to move in your life. And he wants to work on your behalf. He wants to work on your behalf. And so how... Can we be alert if, if we forgot what this means and we think that awake is alert? How can I be alert outside of an attitude adjustment and all of the enthusiasm in the world? How can I be alert? Here's how I do that. I want to be rested. If I'm ever going to be alert, I need to be rested. If I'm running on four hours, three hours, six hours of sleep and I'm not rested, then I'm not ready. It, this goes hand in hand with being um, Relaxed. I have to be unrushed in my time. If I'm going to be alert, I have to be unrushed and I have to be rested. Why? 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, Be alert, standing firm in faith, full of courage and strong. How do I do that? Shape up. We need to shape up. Wash our face, right? I'm meeting with the creator of heaven and earth. I get to meet with the God who made all of this. Let's go, right? Here's your action step. It's pretty simple. Set an appointment, put on your calendar. All of my time with God is on a calendar, okay? Put it on a calendar, set a reminder to that calendar, wash your face, turn on the lights, grab a cup of coffee, find your chair, create a plan, be consistent. You're alert, you're alert, okay? Here's your next step, follow the plan. Follow the plan and be consistent because consistency completes everything. How do you do this? From a one minute plan, to a 50-minute plan, right? How do we put these plans into action? It starts with prayer and then reading, and some affirmations and some, and some self-talk, right? Some daily promises of God in my life, working in my life, right? And from there, we journal and all kinds of things 
to go. Discipline. Those consistent daily disciplines create devotion in your heart and build your relationship with God so you are rooted. So you're rooted. It starts with one minute. God's, God will do His part. He will stoke the fire in your heart and He will stir that one minute to become two, to become three, to become five, six, eight, ten, to you are rooted. And when you go out in your day because you're expectant for God to move and you're enthusiastic because you believe in who you are because of who God is and it's who God is coming through you, that it's who you are, not what you do that makes a difference. God will do what only He can do through you when you're walking with Him. Abide in me and I will abide in you. Go with God. Father, thank you so much for this series, for the opportunity, for the time, Lord, that we have with you. Lord, I know that my days, everybody's days, are the exact same. And Lord, when we start with you, when we end with you, when we include you, when we go with you, when you're in our every moment, when you're in our breath, Yahweh, when you're in our breath, when we understand enthusiasm is going with God, being full of God, Lord, as we do this every single day, thank you for maximizing those moments, for bringing fruit to everything our hand touches, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that lives are impacted, that we get to pour into other people, that people see something in us they don't see in everybody else because it's our relationship with you that fuels everything that we do. It fuels our action. Thank you, Lord, for creating us, calling us, choosing us, and pushing us forward, Lord, to be who you've called us to be. Thank you, Lord, that it starts with our relationship with you. We can do anything on the face of this earth under one condition, to abide in you. Help us to do that on a daily basis, consistently connecting with you, Lord, so you can grow us and develop us into who you've called us to be. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me through this series. I want to challenge you to go and be the church. Be salt and light through the relationship you have with Jesus, through the trust and belief you have in the promises he has for you. Go have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. A huge thanks to those of you who support our ministry. You make what we get to do in Michigan, Oklahoma, Texas, and Colorado possible with those weekly outreaches to our hospital heroes and public service men and women. It's a big deal to get to do that and to support the people who are caring for our communities. So go ahead and click the link in the description to become a partner, or you can visit livefreedefined.com and click the giving link. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe or share it with a friend. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.